So this episode was a lot of fun. The last, I guess the last three seasons, we took time out to uh, take a look at the, the minister and the pastor's mental health. You know, pastor burnout's on the rise. And, and we've talked about all those statistics in the past few seasons. And, and today, I sit down with Tori and Trey Gardner to try to get their perspective on what it's been like um growing up as as the preacher's daughter uh, so to speak um they they open up about their life they there's a lot of laughs in this episode it was a it was a great and really fun episode to do the goal is to try to get them back on the show with mandy their mom um so if y'all see mandy gardner and if you know her send her texts hey next time you should be on the show with your mom uh, or you should be on that show. <laughs> you should be on the podcast with your daughters. Uh, and it, it'll be a great time. Uh, they're, they're wonderful people. They're special people. Special thanks goes out to their dad, Jim Gardner, who I work with here at the Northside Church of Christ, who gave us the rule that it cannot turn into a psychoanalysis of him. And I don't think it did. It's a great episode. It's a lot of fun. And, and I hope you enjoy it. The word of the day is anonymity. Essentially, it's the idea of being able to go somewhere and nobody know who you are, blending in, uh, and being anonymous in particular settings. Today, I sit down with Trey and Tori, and anonymity is not something they had growing up, and it's not something most preacher kids get as they're being raised. Uh, by a preacher or pastor. Everyone knows their dad. Everyone knows their mom. And therefore everyone knows you. With being a preacher's kid. There come special pressures. Pressures. That a lot of people don't understand. And I'm so thankful that Tori and Trey were willing to sit down with me. And, and talk about these things. And, and open up. It's something that we have to consider when we consider the mental health of not just the preacher, but his family as well. A preacher's family shares him with the whole world and with the whole congregation. And in some situations, as we'll talk about today, a lot of times with the whole town. And it's not fair, but that is the way it is. So I hope you take a minute and listen to the episode and listen to how Tori and Trey open up. They talk about the wondrous blessing their dad was in their life, how they could never have asked for a better father or mother in Mandy and Jim. But they also open up about the pressures that come with being the preacher's daughter. I hope you enjoy the episode.
Hey guys, you're listening to All Things True. I'm your host, Cody B. Today I have two very special guests. I'm here with... Uh, I am Trey Gardner. I am um, a daughter of Jim Gardner, our main minister here. And I'm Tori. I'm the younger one. <laughs> I'm here, guys. I got Jim Gardner's daughters Whoop. on the podcast. Crazy, crazy. Did he... Well, when y'all, when y'all told him y'all were going to be on the podcast... I went, did you, are you the one that told him? How did yeah. he respond? I haven't talked about it that much, honestly. I mean, if I'm being honest, and we'll talk about it later, he was literally like, oh no. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, I promise, like, we're not going to throw you under the bus. Like, we're definitely going to, like, have, like, you know, the truth and, like, give people advice on what it is truly like. But I'm not, I'm not going to dog you in any way, Dad. Like, come on, I love you. I love you, <laughs> you, you know? Like, he was he was genuinely scared to death. Yeah, he, I'd probably be scared, too, if I knew that well, I people were going on a podcast. Together. Did we not, like, one Wednesday? And he was like, oh, boy. I don't remember. I, it was a while ago, but I remember he was just like, oh, Lord. <laughs> like, what's going to be said? No, I went but to... I a, told him we, were, we would say all good things. I we'll be a, truthful. I went but. to Hot Springs with him yesterday for a funeral, and the entire time it was... <laughs> It better not turn into a cycle analysis of me. It better not turn into a cycle analysis of me. And I said, Jim, if I wanted that, He's I'd have worried. Mandy on the show. <laughs> He's freaking worried sick. Well, about I mean, that's kind of, I mean, and I don't blame him. I don't blame him either. I would be too, but we're not going to talk that about him. Bless his heart. He's our dad. Yeah. So, Trey, Tori, tell me about yourselves. <laughs> we're, I mean, where are all of y'all grown up? What are y'all doing? Like, what's up? Well, I guess I will start being the oldest. So, um, I was born in Florida, Gainesville, Florida, and Dad and Mom and I lived there and then moved to West Virginia for just a little bit because I think Dad was getting into ministry and everything. And then we went from there to Hot Springs Village, and at that point, that's when Miss Tori Chase came mm-hmm. into the world, just right out and bushy-tailed. Yes. And uh, we just then we were to California. Yeah, well, right yeah, we, we enjoyed the village, but then, of course, Dad got a better opportunity. No, we went to Texas, Queen. Oh, Texas. <clears throat> I forgot. Girl, pick up. I, I forgot we know. lived in Texas. We went to Marble Falls, Texas, and we were there for not a year or not even. I wasn't even old enough to remember. Yeah, you were young, but mm-hmm. we had the prettiest house, but we just didn't We just didn't like Texas. I don't think it had anything to do with the church. I don't think it had anything to do with any of that. I think we just didn't like the area we were at. We just didn't think it was, like, for us. <clears throat> so we ended up getting the opportunity to go to California and work in Fresno at Woodward Park. And you remember that. Oh, yeah. I mean, you... Love what, what grade were you in when we moved? Because I, I was... It was preschool. I was in preschool. Like, that was... How long did we live there? Oh, gosh. Like, we were... We were the, that's where my the majority of my, like, childhood was. Yeah. Was California. Loved California. Yeah. I it did, really like, fun. all of my elementary school at Maple Creek Elementary in Fresno. Mm-hmm. Like, shout out Huskies. Such it was just so much fun, and um, so at that point, we stayed there for a while, and I think things with my dad's parents just kind of got bad health-wise. Um, <clears throat> they just weren't doing well, and we thought just that it was our calling kind of just to move home, be closer to them, and then dad, you know, of course got the opportunity to work at Northside as the primary minister, which is where he grew up, so we kind of felt like it was just we had to go home. So we came home. Uh, I was in fifth grade. I was in, I think, kindergarten. Yeah, at Howard Perrin. Mm-hmm. And we have been here ever since. So there's five years between y'all? Six. Six years between mm-hmm. y'all? Sometimes it's five, sometimes, sometimes it's six. It, yeah, when it gets close, it's five. Because I'm 19. And I'm 25. Yeah. Wow. 
Lord, I know it. Very cool. So, Trey, you lived in Florida, but you obviously don't remember Florida. Yeah, well, I was, yeah, literally straight out the womb, don't remember. <laughs> so, Florida. Like, that was strictly for the labor, and then I think we just, like, I, I mean, you can clarify with Dad, but I, I'm pretty sure we didn't stay there long. Like, we packed up and went to West Virginia. Yeah, Florida, West Virginia, Arkansas, Texas, Texas California, California back to Arkansas. Yes, sir. Not to mention, we made the drive to Cali- from California to Arkansas. Oh, what? my word. Three times? Yeah, and it's like an over... I, don't, I can't remember exactly how long it is. Like, but if it's you were like to do it in a day, a day yes. if you were to do it in a day, a day without stopping... I think it's like a 26-hour drive. Yeah, yeah I mean, like it'd that. be a little over, like a full day, but, you know, with Mandy... You know, bless her heart. You know, this is our mama for nobody that knows. We had three girls. Um, we had three girls. Dad. We also had a dog, and we had dad. In the oh car. my goodness! Yeah, we had Trevor. Oh, we used to have all dog. dog. Yeah, R.I.P. He passed away. We loved him. Uh, we had to stay the night. You know, at places because mom doesn't want to sleep in a car. Like Mandy's well, just that. too. She's just too. She doesn't do that. And uh, and then we just made the trek home, and that took what like three days. Yeah, it was long. It was very long. You know, yeah. with the dog in the car. But we made mm-hmm. it. We did it three times. But, I mean, I'm so thankful to be here. I think God's got us right what where he needs us. What do you mean you did it three times? Like, it took y'all three times well, to get all your we, stuff here? Or I think we went there. We went from visit Arkansas I think we went from twice. California to visit Arkansas. Oh, okay. And then when we were moving everything, we... Moving back to Arkansas was crazy because we had all of us in the car and then a bunch of our stuff mm-hmm. everywhere. Because we were trying to take everything back. Yeah, so then that was us going back to California, and then when we were moving all our stuff up, then we drove. Because, you know, it was crazy. Plane tickets are expensive. Wow. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, we've been all over the place. I mean, for real. We haven't really moved much, though, since we've been here. Yeah, and I don't plan to leave, I mean, anytime soon. I love Arkansas. Like, I tell people now, because I tell my coworkers all the time, that with how it is now in California, like, you'd almost rather live here and travel to California than live in California and travel to Arkansas. Because we were really only doing that because of our grandparents. Right. And then when they passed away, well, it was like, you know, we might as well just, you know, move home. Mm-hmm. I mean, go to, you know, ministry type stuff, seminars if we need to, but I stay home and take California, care of our Grammy though. and Papa. Oh, I did too. Really did. It was so nice. Just Yosemite, Tahoe. We had, like, church camps. What was it? YBC. Oh, YBC. Yosemite Bible Camp. That was the best, best Bible camp, I swear. Like, I vividly remember just all the memories there. Mm-hmm. It was so much fun. Was it? But, yeah. I want to ask you, Trey. Okay. you said you were five when y'all moved from California, Arkansas. I think I was, like, five, six, something like she that. She was young. Because I yeah, went to whatever the right six. when we moved. Well, yeah. then I spoke to y'all because you said you love California. Mm-hmm. I love California. Was it a culture shock moving from California, Arkansas? Absolutely. Like, how did, okay, how did five, fifth grade, Trey respond well so yeah me me moving there like like are you saying from California to Arkansas so okay so in California like it's it's very culturally diverse like extremely so I was used to you know like just any any sort of ethnicity just any type like like whether they had you know the turbans on their heads like I don't I don't want to be disrespectful I don't know like guarding for that but just, just anybody that you would not see in Arkansas. Yeah. And um, so, of course, I didn't see any of that, you know, being in Benton, Arkansas. And so that was weird. But just, you know, when I come in and I have this, like, California accent and I'm walking into Howard Perrin and everybody's like, well, who is this, like, California girl? And everybody's got these country accents. And I'm like, 
am I going to sound like this in like six years? And lo and behold, here we are. <laughs> I <laughs> sound like say. a freaking hick. Yeah, you lost <laughs> it. Oh, Lord, I lost it real quick. But yeah, it was, it was it's definitely a shock. But like I said, I think God had us right where he needed us. Oh, yeah. So. Very cool. Anything you want to add it's to that, been, Tori? It's been quite a quite a ride. I don't think so. I mean, the only thing that shocked me was just how much smaller. Because, I mean, now Benton is huge. But when we first moved here, it was still, like, small town. Oh, very you know. small. Yeah, that is true. So, like, yeah. moving from a bigger place to a small. That's the only thing I really remember because I was so young. But Yeah. And even still, like, I mean, Fresno is probably still bigger than Benton. Oh, yeah, but, I totally, mean, like, Benton is just getting bigger. Like, it's just growing and growing. Bigger. Yes, it's just... Yeah. yeah, it's definitely better off here. I think this is where God needs us. So, I've been here for twelve years here in Pitt. Uh, oh my goodness! Is that since fifth grade? I can't. How even old are you in fifth year. grade? Ten. Girl. Well, yeah, I got, because no, we I got moved held, here. Hang on, I got held back in third grade. We so moved here when I was in kindergarten, and I graduated already. So yeah, yeah it's been. It's, it's been, been twelve years. That's insane. It's crazy how time flies. Like, it really is just crazy. Uh, wow. Yeah. That is crazy. But, yeah. I don't know. Very it's been cool. a wild ride, but it's been a nice one. It's definitely been a nice one. And for those of y'all who are, you know, long-time listeners of the show, you're, you're starting to put together why I have Tori and Trey here on the show. Um, the last two seasons, we've done an episode on uh, the – you know, the minister's family and, and the mental health of the minister. And, and we looked at, you know, why is the minister burnout rate as high as it is. The last season we, we looked, we, we talked about what it's like being married to a minister uh, and, and the challenges and joys that, that come with that. And I'm um, sitting down with Trey and Tori and we're going to talk about what was it like growing up as a, as a preacher's daughter. And as you've already seen from their background, uh, you know, living from, from what Trey described as, Florida and West Virginia and Arkansas and Texas and, and California back to Arkansas. Yeah. It's going to be much different than what what most of y'all have experienced mm-hmm. growing up mm-hmm. and how you've raised your families. Mm-hmm. Um, so so let's just dive into it. What was it like growing up as the preacher's daughter? Tori, would you like to handle this first? Well, I mean, that is what we were to like everybody yeah like everyone knew that our dad was a preacher because he was also so well known in the city because he did the football broadcast and well i was gonna say that yeah like before then i mean being a preacher's daughter there's just clearly a lot of pressure but then when we moved back to benton and he became you know the voice of the panthers and stuff it's like everybody in benton arkansas knew who you were Mm -hmm. and that just kind of added a little more pressure but and of course everyone knows that the title of the preacher's daughter has, you know, sort of a big ne- negative connotation, just because everyone. That's literally one of the questions. That's like the. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into all the details. Yeah, we're gonna get to that. Yeah, yeah, but it's just like everyone, you know, you are the preacher's kid to pretty much everybody. Yeah, and you have uh, some sort of reputation to hold, and because everybody knows you, everybody mm-hmm. like, everybody knows you. I kind of liked being a preacher's kid, like being like known as that though. Yeah. I was like, wow, it's kind of cool that everyone. <laughs> Like, he's like a celebrity yeah. at most. Yeah. I kind of loved it. Yeah. <laughs> it just, I will say, it just does put a lot of pressure on us. But, um, I mean, I couldn't be more blessed to have Jim Gardner as our dad. Like, I really couldn't. Because I think he, 
he's taught us just so well just how to live like a good Christ-like life and I don't know I mean I think it's better to be a preacher's kid than you know unfortunately some of these kids you know that have these parents who are neglectful and and everything so we're definitely blessed to say the least very blessed um, but to say that it, there isn't a lot of pressure is a lie. Well, okay, that, and that's the next question. Okay. You said, you know, it's, did you ever feel pressure? Why or why not? What, Absolutely. What was the pressure? Pressure to do what? Or. Well, this is where we get into kind of my backstory, but we're not going to get into it discreetly. So, I mean, there was clearly a lot of pressure moving back to Benton because, I mean, all eyes were on us constantly. And that, like, I didn't really know how to navigate just at the time because I was growing up. I mean, I was like a teen at the time. Yeah. Dabbling, whatever. And I was just like, I don't know, like, why not just kind of, like, be rebellious just because. Just and because I didn't know how to navigate. I didn't know what to do with this pressure. Like, I just didn't know. And I just, losing to Grammy and Papa was just, which is my dad's parents, like, almost back to back. Like, I was almost just like, what do I have to lose? You know what I mean? Mm. And I mean, we, it's just, we, it, it was a lot. It was a lot. And it still keeps me up to this day. But I mean, I will say that Tori thankfully learned from my mistakes and <laughs> gave yeah. them. Because <laughs> I, I mean, I will say, I mean, I did. I put them through, I put them through heck. And I mean, I hate it, but I just didn't know how to navigate it. I'm not going to ask the what, but I do want to ask. Go ahead. Why? Go ahead. Why what? Why did you, was it a conscious decision to put him through heck? Was it? Well, I think it was so, because I think this gets back to one of our other questions. It's just, oh gosh, I was going to make that. Might need to edit You're not going to so. make them bad. Well, just almost like the helicopter parent type deal. And like almost being like sheltered from everything. So like when I got to high school and like realized what was out there, especially going to PA, because it was just richer kids with more things and everything. Like, I just didn't realize, like, whoa, like, all this is out there. Like, I had no idea. And then that was, of course, that was during my high school. When I was a sophomore in high school, that was when I was at PA. I lost my Grammy, which is dad's dad. And then... Dad's mom. Dad's mom, sorry. <laughs> and then, what, six months later? Like, it, it literally wasn't Yeah, it was, like, four, four or five Our months. papa, who was healthy as a horse, had a stroke, didn't tell us, had another stroke, was mm. in hospice, and died within a month. And I didn't oh, get wow. to his memorial or anything. And I just had a lot of loss during that time in my life, yeah. just between friends with suicide and mental illness and stuff. Like, I just didn't know how to navigate it. And when I lost my Grammy and Papa, like, I think about it to this day. I'm like, if Grammy and Papa would still be alive, like, and I think I've talked to you about this. Like, if Grammy and Papa were still alive, would I have made those decisions that I did? Because, I mean, I loved them. And not that I didn't love and respect my parents, but it was like, dis like disappointing your grandparents was like different to me and it shouldn't be but like I was just kind of like like forget about them like I'm just gonna do my own thing like what do I have to lose like literally what do I have to lose and so I went down just a, a bad path and and thank God that I've, I've gotten out of it and have been blessed with a good job and great friends and a good support system but yeah putting Tori through that I think it it showed that she didn't want to do that to mom and dad I want to ask uh, one more question. Go ahead. And remember, you don't have to answer anything go I ahead. ask. Yeah. What you said, you know, you're thankful that you got out of that path. Yeah. What caused you to get out of that path? What was it? Gosh, well, 
I'm I mean, not, you didn't really have any other choice. It was either get out of it or... I'm not going to say exactly why. Yeah. But I got in a lot of trouble. And I didn't have any choice but to literally get better. And it's not like I, like I wasn't on substances or anything. Like, I don't want people to think that I was, like, just, right. you know, like a crazy, like, drug addict. Um, but I just, I wasn't going down a good path. And it just, I think I realized, because when I got the job at NFP, which was my insurance job about six years ago, I was like, okay, this is, like, my, like, you know, like, new chance to start over and kind of, you know, get my, my mind and my career right and back on track and everything. And so far, it's been great. And Dad and I have a great relationship now. But it really does still keep me up just because I just put him through so much. But I know I can't, like, dog myself for that. But I tell him. I told Mom the other night just <laughs> that I'm still sorry. I think I sent Dad, like, a, a paragraph that was, like, this long. Just, like, letting him know when I got the Blue Cross job. Just, like, what I don't know what I would have done without them as, like, parents. That's wonderful. So I will say that they they're great parents. They're 100%. And I know they told you this, and I know Tori told you this, but I'm going to tell you this too, okay? Yeah. You're forgiven. Yeah. By God, by your parents, by yeah. your sister. Yeah. You're forgiven. Yeah. Um, Amen. God's yeah. grace is great. Absolutely. I'm so glad you changed and we could have this podcast. <laughs> Me too. Because if you had, we probably wouldn't, I'd probably just be no no tray here. Just yeah, Tori. Just Tori. Yeah. Little old man. Yeah, God is just well, so good. And it's, just, it's made me realize too. And I'll, <laughs> I'll end with this and then we can go to the next topic or whatever. Like, if you haven't, you may have talked about this before in a prior podcast, but just I want everybody to know that, like, the road is not ever going to be easy. You know, and yeah, I made those decisions myself, but just like God, God's got you where he needs you. Yeah. So just like have hope yeah. and patience, which is hard. Now, I want to go to Tori with the next for this question. Okay. okay. What yeah. pressure have you felt at being yeah, that's a good the one. preacher's daughter? Well. Or have you felt pressure? My pressure, the pressure that I felt was a little bit different because I saw you know, everything that happened with Trey and, you know, them raising her and stuff. So I was terrified to do any of that stuff. Like, I was I was like, I'm, I don't want to, I have no interest in doing all that because I've seen it already, you know. But it, I felt more pressure spiritually, mm. I guess, because I was, whenever I was in the youth group, I was very involved. I loved it. Like, all my best friends I met at church. And I pretty much went to, you know, everything we had. But there were, I mean, there's been times where I have questioned things. I've mm. doubted things. I've been, I, I was like, I don't know how I feel about all this stuff. But I was so terrified to bring it up because it's like, I am supposed to be an example. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be the one that, you know, answers every question mm-hmm. because my dad's the preacher. So why shouldn't I, you know. Know the answer. Know the, all the exactly. answers. So I was just nervous because I didn't want people to be like, you're being a bad example. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or I didn't want someone to maybe repeat things and then my parents think that I'm not, you know, they're unpleased with the way that I, I don't know. It's just kind of like, I was just scared to Disappoint. look bad. Yeah, because, both parties almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, 
she 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 doesn't like to disappoint people. She's got a big heart. Yeah, I'm a big fat people pleaser. Yeah, you will realize real quick that yeah, Miss Tori Gardner's got a heart bigger than this room when she gets from her mama. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. I just get the lateness. <laughs> I get the tardiness. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much the, I yeah, didn't that, really that was West Side's fault. That was literally West Side's fault. But anyways. <laughs> I didn't feel fault. pressure socially really, I guess is the way I'd put it. It was more like within myself to be the best. The you know, yeah. The best of the youth group. And to, yeah, exactly. Because I wanted people to look at me and be like, "Wow, she, you know, she knows what she's talking about." But mm -hmm. I was like, "I don't, I don't know anything. I'm just as clueless as the rest of us." Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we were still learning at the time too. I mean, we did know our stuff, but at the end of the day, I mean, we were still like teenagers trying to grow up in our faith as well. Mm -hmm. So there were definitely questions we didn't have answers to. Yeah, and because of. I'm not trying to like throw you under the bus, but because Girl, go ahead. <laughs> because of the way that everything I'm turned ashamed. out with you and mom and dad and stuff, mm -hmm. I was like, well, if I go to dad, because I know it's not that I felt uncomfortable talking to dad about stuff like that, but I was terrified. I was like, if I say that I have questions or I don't feel yeah. sorry or I don't feel great about where I'm at in my faith, I don't want him to lose sleep at night because he thinks that. I'm in, uh, he's you're gonna, gonna end like, up like lose me, me mm -hmm. to something, you know. Mm -hmm. That was what I struggled with the most, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I hate that I put you through that. I tell you all the time. Well, no, I, it's okay. I really do. Cause I, I mean, just, I like, learned so much. I know, I know. And I think, and I don't like, I don't want to say because I don't know if I said this already, but like, it was I'm the oldest, so it was my parents' first child. They didn't really know how to navigate you know, the decisions I was making and stuff and where I was kind of going at the time of my life. So, I mean, it was new to them, just like it was kind of new to me being, you know, yeah. I don't know what the word is, just like, op like open to all of the stuff that yeah. I didn't think existed. Yeah. Like literally, like we literally didn't get cell phones till we were... Well, I think... 17, 16, 14. I got a phone pretty young. <laughs> oh, well, maybe they just did that for me then. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. they weren't really they weren't really, I mean I don't feel like I was sheltered growing up I think they just could tell that I I think they just trusted you and, yeah. and thought that yeah and knew that you wouldn't do the, any of that yeah which is I was just like well I'd rather just keep everything to myself and internalize everything because I don't want anyone to I know, get scared. That's so that not good to do. I know, and I just it just that's, makes me sick to think about. But. That's really the only pressure that I felt was it was more just a me thing, really. Well, that, that was going to be my, my, my next question on the pressure aspect was did where did it come from? And, and you're saying you put the pressure on yourself. Yeah, I I'm definitely Jim think Gardner, it was. Jim Gardner, the preacher's daughter. I have to have the answers in the youth group. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Trey, what about you? Where did your pressure come from? Hmm. I don't know, probably same with her, because, mm -hmm. like, I was kind of a role model yeah. throughout the youth group, because being the preacher's daughter, of course, and and people would come to me, you know, maybe with things or advice, like during mission trips or uplift or any, you know, little church retreats, retreats we, were, we would go on, but some of the answers I wouldn't know, and, like, there was almost that kind of pressure, but yeah, just like I said, in my case everybody knew who I was mm -hmm. so everybody went immediately to Jim Gardner 
And I think and that's it, what wasn't great. But I, I mean, I made those decisions. I made my bed and I had to lie in it. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, thank God I'm where I am today. But yeah, I think if there's anything that would have been like outside sources putting pressure on me would have been more like talking in church or looking at my phone in church. And it's like I would get tapped on the shoulder or something because me and my friends were like giggling in church. And it's like, like I'm 11 and I'm giggling in church, but I'm getting in trouble. What? No. I don't think he'll get mad. I'm just saying like it was like, well, all these other kids are... Are giggling Yeah, like, everyone else is acting like a kid. But I, it was more just, like, I just didn't want to make anybody look bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I think, overall, it was me putting the pressure on myself. Just overthinking everything. But you have everything. to think, too. You just really have to think that, yes, it's a lot of pressure, and we feel like we needed people, please. But, like, that is so exhausting on us, too. And I feel like sometimes that wasn't understood or whatever but yeah just it just a lot of pressure because I was talking to my boss actually and she was like it's almost like you're like your dad's a politician oh, he's yeah. a celebrity like everybody knows him mm-hmm. so there is and everybody clearly, needs him all the time yeah literally all the time which is why we're thankful for you to have you here Mr. Cody yeah Ruff. thankful for well, everybody uh, that works because <laughs> we've been needing an assistant minister for a long time <laughs> We, we talked about the pressures, and we're going to come back to that in a second, but what were some of the joys of being a preacher's kid? Well, I, whenever I, not so much now, but whenever I was, like, in junior high and elementary school, I loved attention. So I loved being <laughs> a preacher's kid. I was like, everyone knows me. Everyone, you know, loves my parents. Like, it's awesome. My dad's the king. Yeah, I'm I was like, yeah, no, that was literally Tory Chase. Yeah, like, I was loving it. <laughs> but I also, like, loved having a church family. Because mm-hmm. like I said, my best friends I met here. Mm-hmm. Like, the friends that will be with me till mm-hmm. I'm, you know. Yeah. And the youth group was awesome and you know having so many people that you know supported and loved you and all the camps and all that stuff that's what i was that's what i was gonna say some of my best memories growing up i never would have been able to make if dad hadn't been a preacher yeah so Mm -hmm. that's why i mean i'm very thankful Mm -hmm. for that but i would agree with that as well um Mm -hmm. i think we were able just to create some really good friendships because when we were at woodward park um i took um, um, Madison with me my like best friend at the time in Fresno and we still talk to this day wow I mean her and I like we were like this yeah just thick as thieves I mean very cool yeah and we still keep up to this day I mean she's married and happy and stuff and I, I got some really good friendships out of it I think mm-hmm. and that's, that's what awesome. I'm most thankful for yeah um, are there any other challenges that go with being the preacher's kid that we haven't talked about so far? Oh, I want to say one more thing about the joys. Go for it. Um, so I'd say my biggest joy, and I talked to somebody about this last week at my work, I believe, was just, like, the biggest joy, in my opinion, of all, is that we have such a great dad, like, who, because his dad was a minister, an elder at the church, mm-hmm. and then granddaddy was an elder at the church. Mm-hmm. So, like, we've had, like, the Cobb-Gardner family has built up this great foundation just f- for, you know, 
being spiritual and doing the right thing and everything. So, like I said at the beginning, I mean, it's better than being, you know, in yeah. a situation that's negative and stuff. But that was a big joy to me is just we know now when we, you know, hopefully get married and, like, have kids, we know the direction that we want to take them in and mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. So, yeah, but the, um, what was it, the negatives? Yeah. Well, there, are there any other negatives or challenges? I have one that's a little bit. Yeah, let's hear it, please. Well, I just, we were talking about this today. I think one of the things, like, the biggest things that I struggled with is having, like, a preacher for a dad or a dad for a preacher or whatever, um, was whenever you are going through stuff that, like, everyone else goes through, it's it's always whenever you're asking about it or you're asking for advice or whatever, it's always, you know, just pray about it or read this or, you know, just God's got a plan. And I mean, not every time, but most of the time it was very, that was what it was centered around Mm -hmm. was just let go and let God, you know, and that's, I mean, that's great advice, but it's so much easier said than done. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that people talk about that enough in churches that sometimes, I mean, in the moment, telling me to pray about it's not going to make me feel better. I mean, Frank, I mean, when you're young, it's yeah. like, well, I want something that's going to make I'm gonna me feel better I'm going to say it's right definitely now. easier. I feel more at peace being 25 and just with the history of my life versus you. That, like, praying definitely gives me more peace. Like, when I'm anxious and stuff, like, I, I actually do, like, have a conversation with God. And, like, I feel better about it when I'm done. Well, yeah, and I, but I'm not trying growth. to discredit that. No, but it's just, it just hard. Comes with growth and it comes with maturity and just. It's yeah. hard whenever. It's like, well, that's great, but I'm still going to feel bad, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. But that I'm not saying that's like, you know, an that's everyday not bad occurrence. At all. Yeah, but that <laughs> kind of goes hand in hand with the advice. And that's not end. just with my parents. I mean, everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, and that's, you mean, those of y'all who are longtime listeners, you know, that's something we talk about a lot on the show. Um, when someone comes to you for advice, they they're coming to you asking for help because they've usually... If they're Christians, they've already prayed about it. Yeah. Um, and so just telling them to, to pray about it, let go, and let God isn't always helpful. Mm-hmm. And at times can be very irritating. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's like, 1,000%. You, yeah. you don't think I've been praying about it? Exactly. Like, yeah. I've, been, I've, exactly. Been praying, I've been praying about this for a week. Yeah, I don't want people to think that I'm, like, saying that prayer is never going to help because that's obviously not true, but... It's just, I don't know. That's just one thing that I've always kind of been like, well, I, I want more, you know what I mean? Yeah. More than just, yeah, like a yeah. verse or, which is always helpful, mm-hmm. like you said, but, yeah. Um, how do you feel about the term preacher's kid? Preacher's kid. The preacher's kid. Let's see. I really just wish I could just read off what I wrote. Read it. Okay. Read it. Because it's, it's worded better than, like, I could just, like, off the yeah, spot. So I was trying it. to memorize it, but that so wasn't happening today. Okay. It definitely has a reputation that isn't necessarily positive, and I didn't help much at all, as mm-hmm. we've talked about prior. Uh, but I think in Tori's case, where I am now spiritually, I try to take that logo that's been stamped on Tori, and I turn it into something's positive. Spreading the word of God and all we can and shining our light bright our lights bright together. Did that make sense? Yes, it did. 
Yes, it did. Like it's, we, we just try to turn it into something positive yeah. because it definitely has a negative connotation yeah. to it. Just like, and I didn't help with that. I really didn't. Like I was, I was your typical preacher's kid. Yeah. And even now, like if somebody like at work or something hears that I'm a preacher's daughter, they're like, oh, typical preacher's kid. Like at 25. And I'm just like, okay. I don't really get that so much anymore. Yeah. Well, I was like, okay, that was cute. Like, yeah, 10 years ago, but like I'm a When I was now. younger, it was very. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, maybe when you grow little up, little kids, yeah, change, I mean, but it, yeah, it's just like get over it. Yeah, I'm a preacher's kid. Yeah, but that's all I would say. I think about yeah. that. How do you feel about it, Tori? Um, I mean, it kind of like in high school and stuff when you're at the age where you kind of start to develop a mind of your own and get your own opinions, and you know, people definitely like were expecting me to do things that typical like you know typical preacher's kids would do like it was like oh you're a preacher's kid so that means you probably do this and this and this or you will probably do this and this and this and that and I was like well I mean I don't think that that should define me right. I mean I don't think that everything I do should be determined by like mm -hmm. the title my parents have absolutely I you know agree so I mean sometimes I was like I didn't really like the term, but I, I didn't try to, I didn't, like, I tried not to let it affect me that much. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You did good, boo-boo. Well, <laughs> that is my, I did my best. <laughs> hair flip. The hair flip. Yeah, hair flip. Cody, can you do a hair flip for us? Yes. No, my hair, my hair gets to grow long. It gets, yes. it gets higher. I let it grow, my and hair. then we can really get a hair. My hair, my hair uh, raises its arms to the Lord. I love it. Oh, I love yes, it. yes. The bigger the hair, the closer you are to God. Facts. I think Dolly Parton said that. Did yeah. Dolly say that? No doubt. I think she did. I think so. Yeah. Dolly so, I got one up on Dolly. Yes. <laughs> Look at you. What advice would you give ministers and pastors raising children? Would you like me to go first? We, we talked a lot about pressure. We've talked a lot yeah. about challenges. Well, I guess I'll just go first and say that my advice to um, ministers who are raising children would be don't, like, be... You need to feel like your children are comfortable enough to, like, come and talk to you about anything and not just get a response like, mm -hmm. like, oh, just give it to God, you know, read Proverbs, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, like you, it's also important to be like, listen and actually hear. Yeah. And just, yeah. if anything, just listen. Like, if it bothers you, just listen. You can pray mm -hmm. about it later. Just listen to my problems because that's where I struggle because there were plenty of times that I kind of wanted to go to mom and dad and just be like, hey, you know, I'm what's going on? <laughs> I'm kind of wilding out over here, you know, in Pulaski County. Mm -hmm. But I was scared because I didn't know just, you know, me being the oldest, if they would know how to navigate it and just with the history before and everything because I gave them Lord for forever. But I don't know. Let, let me ask you this. Okay. Is, is a part of that... I don't, I don't want to open up or I don't want to, my struggles to be in the open because I don't want my dad to get in trouble with the elders. Yeah. Has that ever been an issue? I don't mean to sound bad, but I, I didn't really care about that as much. Yeah. 
Like, I understand that it was, there was like a whole staff that also, you know, was a part of that too. Like a lot of other people that were head of the church, mm -hmm. but it was always more just, I was more focused on just that. <laughs> Me too. I didn't really care what yeah. other people said. I just like to hope and pray, yeah, that he gets the help and support that he needs whenever he needs rest. Which I know you do, Cody. You can cut that out. If I, yeah, if I was to cut that out, brother. That was well, and you know, I was a preacher's kid. I did not. Oh, good. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Well, he was. I wasn't a preacher's kid very long. My dad was was let go when I was five years old from a church and he never went back into full-time preaching. Mm. Um, and it was, and I've had a lot of friends who are preacher's kids and they often bring up, I didn't want my dad to get in trouble. I didn't want to act out because I didn't want him to have going to elders meeting and say, you had to control your kids. Yeah. Uh, I hear that from a lot of them, but I'm glad y'all didn't experience that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Cause there's, there is, is truth there. And, and even, you know, if you're, if you listen to the episode where we talked with the, uh, for those y'all listening, where we talked with some of the preacher wives and ministers' wives, mm -hmm. it was, you know, I, I have to do this, and if I don't do this, he'll get in trouble mm -hmm. because yeah. people expect me. Yeah, to uh, be on top of it and do yeah, it. Just, sure. While while also not only helping him, but reining in the kids and raising them. Yeah, and, yeah. And a, a preacher's wives almost people. have a whole kind of role. Just yeah. As the, yeah. Oh, totally. You need to get Mandy in here. She oh, won't. Word. I would love to get Mandy in here, but she won't do she it. She won't? Did she say no already? She hadn't said no. Well, kind of. Have you asked her, Cody? Kind of. Well, we we gonna, the other day when we I gonna get her in here. I asked her if she wanted to join us. And, and she said no. That would have been fun. No. Yeah. We're going to get her in here. Cody. Okay. She's we'll try to get Mandy in here. I think if it, I guess, yeah, a little bit, but it was more me worried about making him look bad, not really yeah. get him in trouble. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't want people to be like, oh, goodness, the preacher kids, you know, wore shorts that are too short to, to church. And then it's like. It was really well, now, just all the eyes on you. But I've yeah. almost gotten used to it at this point, and thankfully yeah. I'm not in the place I was before. Yeah. So, I mean, look at me all you want. Mm -hmm. You know? That's fine. I'll wave at you. Yeah. I'll do a little Jeep. The little Jeep. Jeep wave. Yeah, Jeep wave. What's the Jeep wave, though? I guess it's like a whole Jeep thing. Like, if People you don't have a drive Jeep, Jeeps then you literally so extra don't know. Inside jokes. <laughs> they literally have, like, a million different little inside jokes, and it's like... Well, now I have FOMO and, because of and, all the Jeep drivers. And the joke's on them because then they break down the side of the road because they're Jeeps and Facts. they're terrible. Facts. Hey, Facts. Our listen. poor cousin has one and I'm just scared to death that at some point it's just going to... Yeah. <laughs> what is more aerodynamic? A Jeep Wrangler or a cow? A cow? Yeah. What's more aerodynamic? Probably a cow, right? A cow is. Scientifically yeah. proven cows Gosh, are so more aerodynamic I didn't know than a Jeep meant. Wrangler. I didn't know I that. love cows. Cody, I didn't Point know for it. the cow. Point for the cows. Zero for Jeeps. <laughs> I didn't know what aerodynamic meant, y'all. No, girl, that's okay. It's all right. It's all right. I haven't been in, okay. in a school setting in like almost 10 years. <laughs> aerodynamic is a big word. <laughs> Lord, help us. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Dad's gonna love this. I love you, Dad. 
Do you think he'll listen to this, or will he be too nervous to listen to it? I don't know. He might be too nervous. I don't want him to listen to it <laughs> and then he come to me and be like, he didn't want to read my proofread of it. He just said, just don't throw me under. Well, the because bus. everything I'm everything I'm saying, it almost half of it isn't even about dad. Yeah. yeah. If because I threw him under the bus, great. take it out. I, I would never. I could never have asked for a better. I thought it went well. Mom, no, not podcast. Oh. I was talking about mom and dad. <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> no, I'm saying I couldn't have asked for a, for better parents. Oh, same. same. And I'm That's so thankful that he was a preacher. Mm -hmm. It was everything else was just more like outside of that. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like I don't so want him to listen to this and, and be like, oh no, I ruined. Yeah. Because it, it's not like that at all. But what, I think it went well. What advice would you give preacher kids who are in third, fourth, and fifth grade about to be a teenager? Mm. Yeah, that wasn't on there. Dude. I know. You are throwing me off with that one. I know. I'll That's say, deep, though. Okay, yeah, that is deep to where you go ahead. Because um, I was so scared to, like, open up about anything because I was like, well, if I say, hey, I'm, I'm not, I'm, there's some things I'm confused about with, you well, know, being a Christian whatever, and being a follower yeah. and stuff. It's like... You have to be honest, and you have to talk about it, and you have to bring it up because it's terrifying. That goes hand in, in hand. Run, yeah, you just have to let it out and listen. You're they have to listen. You're going to save yourself so much time, mm -hmm. so much energy, overthinking mm -hmm. everything, mm -hmm. and one person can only take so much. You can't, Absolutely. you know, put everything on your own shoulders. It's like it's, it's never going to work out. Hundred percent. I I I literally would second that. I mean, yeah. just. Yeah, just knowing, you Especially know, when, you're that when, young. when you, yeah, when you're that young, I mean, that's like different because mm -hmm. there's definitely boys and girls things happening and you want to feel comfortable, you know, talking about these things or whatever, whatever comes up, like topics, mm -hmm. whatever. And I think that, yeah, preachers, kids need to know that, yeah, they need to go to their parents and as preachers or as parents, they need to listen. Like, regardless, they just have to listen. And if they don't feel comfortable going to their parents, at least go to somebody. At least go to somebody. Do not hold it in because, mm -hmm. honey, I held it in. And just because there's a reputation surrounding, you know, like the preacher's kid title or whatever, you do not have to change things about yourself to fit that. That's right. You Facts. Yes. Yeah, say it again. I'm just saying, at the end of the day, you have to stay true to... Amen. Just because a you're a preacher's one. kid doesn't mean you have to like, you know, oh, well, I have to do this because, no, I mean, your journey is your journey. Yeah. And your journey with God and growing closer to him, that's yours too. Preacher girl. She's so good. I, For all the go. audio listeners, we just had a little fist bump action in mm -hmm. here. I'm just. I wasn't invited, but it's okay. I already had mine. Well, because, I mean, I didn't have the experience. You just crushed it, babe. I'm proud of well, you. I, it's not, I mean, you experienced so much more growing up, and <laughs> you went through so much more, but I just, like. By my own doing. I just don't thing. want kids that have, like, a preacher parent to think that. Just to feel like they're not able to communicate with them. Yeah. And that, as the parents, that they wouldn't reciprocate that. And if not reciprocate it, just listen. Mm-hmm. And pray about it. Because at the end of the day, I mean, hopefully, they're your parents and they're going to do whatever they mm -hmm. can to, you know. Sure. Do what is best for you. Sure. Especially if it's um, a firstborn. 
I mean, if they come to you, yeah, you're just you just gotta listen, because then that can help. You know, if further ones come down the line, just mm-hmm. that's all it takes. Do y'all have any final thoughts before we go? I will just finish off by saying that I am extremely, extremely, extremely grateful to have Mandy and Jim Gardner as our parents. Yeah, me too. And the long message that I talked about prior when I sent to Dad, I just literally told him that I just couldn't be more thankful for his support just through everything, his constant love, his forgiveness, because he has told me, you know, with everything, I still forgive you. I still love you. And it's like, how? How after everything? Because, I mean, I just... I just feel like I just hurt them really bad, but to know that they've forgiven me and that we can move forward and we're in a better place than we were however long ago, I'm extremely thankful to have them as my parents, for sure. Tori, any final thoughts you want to add? And Tori is my sister. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, just like she said, I'm so thankful for my parents, and I admire my dad so much he's literally the most like selfless person Mm -hmm. I don't think I could ever do what he does because he puts everyone else before himself and I think that that's so admirable but um I mean yeah it had its it had its hard moments but I wouldn't have changed anything about Mm -hmm. the way we grew up because it definitely made us better and I agree stronger I wouldn't change a thing either Mm -hmm. we definitely got to see some cool places (laughs) oh yeah that's for sure (laughs) yeah well, thank you all so much for listening. Tori Trey, thank y'all for being here. Yes, absolutely. It was so much. Happy to be here. Yeah. Thanks, Cody. Um, if you have any questions, you can email them to cbradford at northsidecofc.info. That's cbradford at northsidecofc.info. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and remember, all things were made by him. Thank you.